This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio. This is episode number 158. My name is Brennan. Um, I'm actually a producer of the show. I'm usually uh, behind the scenes. It's my first time on the microphone. Uh, Pat's actually out of town this week, so we're going to be playing a special episode for you guys. It's Pat's presentation from the Cashflow Wealth Summit, uh, which was an event that we did probably about uh, last June, early June. If you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, I'd highly recommend going to CashflowWealthSummit.com. There's a lot of great content there. We had tons of presenters. It was a really successful event. So we wanted to share with you guys Pat's presentation, um, just the audio of it. But if you wanted to go to the site and watch him, you know, do his uh, storyboards and things like that, you can do that too. But yeah, let's uh, let's get going with the presentation. Uh, welcome everyone. My name is Patrick Donahoe, and I am one of the hosts and sponsors of the Cashflow Wealth Summit. And really, I'm I'm delighted that you're here tonight with me. Uh, to experience what I've prepared uh, prepared for you in my presentation. Now, I first off, I acknowledge you for being here and being willing to set a time, uh, set aside time, uh, and also energy to to learn. That willingness really does say uh, a tremendous amount about you, and really, it's a characteristic of what it takes to achieve financial independence. Now, so far today, you've learned a ton. Your brain is probably really full. But don't forget that coming up right after me is Jason Hartman, who's our keynote. And you do not want to miss uh, Jason. Jason is actually a good friend of mine and uh, one of my mentors. And I, you know, what, with what he's prepared, I don't know what he's prepared, but with his enthusiasm and his intelligence and his mountain of knowledge, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. Also tomorrow, don't forget that we have a full day of uh, Robert Kiyosaki and uh, his friends. And the lineup, uh, aside from Kiyosaki, is Andy Tanner, Kim McElroy, Kim Kiyosaki, and there's a lot of others as well. Now, as I start my presentation, I want to acknowledge that each of you are here really to find answers to questions and find uh, ideas about how you can get to the next level with your wealth. And I'm 100% confident that you're going to find what you're looking for. Uh, now, I'm on the same journey as, as you. Uh, and through this journey, I've experienced many ups and downs, uh, still do to this day. And really what I wanted to do with this summit is bring together my mentors, those that have helped encourage and mentor me to get through these ups and downs and really achieve a high level of financial independence. And that really is the driving mission around this. Now, really looking at tonight, my presentation is to teach you what I've dedicated my life to. Uh, the company that I own called Paradigm Life is you know, really something I'm passionate about and I know that it can fit into your plan when it comes to you achieving financial independence. So I am the current president and CEO of Paradigm Life, and really Paradigm Life as a company is, uh, we, we educate, we're a teaching and education company as well as a financial services company uh, that provides financial products, all to help individuals achieve uh, financial independence outside of Wall Street. And uh, we do this through what we call the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, which you're gonna learn about tonight. Now, Paradigm Life was founded in 2007. Uh, today, we have about 80 employees, and I've done business in all 50 states, uh, even Canada and a few other countries. And what's unique about Paradigm Life is that we do all of our strategy sessions, our consultations in a virtual environment. So we use webinars and video conferences uh, and similar to the platform you guys are experiencing tonight. And this has allowed us to really touch the lives and do business with almost 4,000 uh, 4, people. 
So as I kind of get into, you know, one, two, and three, I want to discuss just three things uh, tonight in my presentation that I think are paramount to anybody that wants to achieve financial independence. And I've witnessed this over and over and over again with some of my most wealthy clients. Uh, and so looking at my goal, it's to explain these three things to you, but then to really show you how they apply to your specific situation. So let's go ahead and, uh, and talk about those briefly. So the first thing I'm going to call the, well, I'm going to call the number one, the number one asset. So number one asset. And this number one asset is really what you're doing here tonight. This number one asset is uh, your education. It's what you know. It's discernment. It's really understanding what you're involved with. It's recognizing that you as an individual have a tremendous amount of ability to produce cash flow and produce wealth. So I'm going to get into that first. Uh, the second, I'm going to call number two asset. Number two asset is what I just discussed, which is the perpetual wealth strategy. Uh, this is what we specialize in. This is what we do day in and day out. And it really shows you a financial system that you can use with a business, you can use with investments, uh, and it enhances the rate of return. And it also provides really a systematic way that you can follow certain principles, follow certain rules, and with those principles and rules have certain outcomes. And then finally, the number three asset, which I'll discuss tonight. Okay, and I'm gonna actually uh, rope kind of Jason Hartman into this as well. I love, uh, he talks about his 10 commandments of investing. So I'm gonna bring that into it as well. But it's really what type of assets uh, are available to invest in, and then what rules are associated with those assets. Uh, and my friends, the, the real estate guys, uh, and Andrew Lenoy, who's been on, uh, the, presented earlier today, they, they talk about real assets. So we're gonna get into first, accomplish this, second, accomplish this, and then third, accomplish this, and then that will equate to your financial independence. So I'm gonna go ahead and cut over to uh, my uh, computer, and, uh, and then I'll come right back uh, after I'm done presenting. And then we'll get into uh, some of your questions and then uh, we'll wrap things up. And I actually have some cool stuff that I'm gonna give you at the end, so make sure you stick around. All right, let's go ahead and, uh, and cut over to my computer screen. So I'm gonna uh, read a few, just a few quotes first and then we're gonna get into the number one asset as the first topic. So, uh, so the first quote is, not surprisingly, by Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein is probably the most quoted person in history. Uh, but uh, he said, the one who follows the crowd will usually go no further than the crowd. Those who walk alone are likely to find themselves in places no one has ever been before. Next quote is, those who follow the crowd usually get lost in it. And then finally, following the crowd is just a way of saying, I'm too lazy to follow my heart and have my own dreams. So what, what does the crowd have to do with anything? Well, you look at you as the number one asset. Uh, I'm not saying that the crowd is not an asset because I think there is merit to it. And, and I think we have to first acknowledge we're all influenced by the crowd. We're all influenced by society because of how we dress. Uh, if not, we'd be you know, wearing whatever, our, our hairstyles, um, our, the cars that we drive, where we live, uh, the movies we watch, the music we, we listen to. I mean, there's a lot of influence by the crowd that I would uh, construe as good. But at the same time, the crowd could be very destructive, especially to the individual. And that is when it takes over your mind. Now, looking at the crowd, the crowd is a, a collective. It's a collective of ideas. 
When that takes place, an individual doesn't come up with their own. Uh, they're essentially using others. Now, looking at looking at that, I wouldn't say it's it's all bad. Uh, but when it comes to your well-being, I would say that it is because if you rely on the crowd, okay, you essentially give up control. So, looking at the number one asset, it's really to understand you know who you are and what you're doing. And if you're defined by who the crowd is and your and what you're doing, your actions are defined by what the crowd does then I, I definitely think that you need to step back and, and I do it all the time because we're all influenced by it all the time. Uh, but looking at that influence, I think the ability to discern and really understand your goals, your ambitions, where you wanna go and understand the influence, you know, positive or negative that the crowd is gonna have, it's still staying on that path regardless. Okay, so, you know, we all have heard, I'm sure Robert Kiyosaki tomorrow is gonna talk about, uh, you know, what the crowd tells us to do. It tells us to go get, go to school, get a good job, uh, put money in the stock market, work certain hours, don't take certain risks. Uh, and I think we all relate to this. But looking at, you, looking at you, you know, you being here tonight, you taking time to educate yourself and be inspired, uh, it really tells me that you um, aren't necessarily a part of the crowd, or at least you want different results than what the crowd is getting. So this is when it comes down to the number one asset. Now, do people consider themselves uh, an asset? Uh, you know, in meeting meeting with people all over the world, uh, a lot in this country, of course, people don't consider themselves an asset. They consider their financial well-being the result of some investment or some, you know, business that they put money into or some startup or something that's outside of their control. And I think that is incredibly destructive. Okay, so how can you become an asset? Or I think you already are, but how can you leverage that asset? Uh, and that's really what uh, what this topic consists of. So the first thing I think we have to acknowledge is that all money comes through this asset. All money comes through us. Uh, all money that we invest, all money that we build as far as wealth is concerned, uh, comes from us. Now, you you know you may be a syndicator, you may raise money. Doesn't mean that the money doesn't come through you. It does because you have to be in the position where somebody trusts you with their money that they've earned. Okay, and that takes. Uh, takes a lot. You have to know how to sell. You have to know. You have to have experience. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have a good network. Okay. So looking at you know even if you're raising money and you don't go out and exchange time for it, uh, it doesn't mean that you're not an asset. Okay. Looking at how, what most people do is the way in which you build wealth is because of what value you provide to the marketplace. Okay. It's it's with your job or it's with your business or something else. Uh, but looking at what that value is, I would argue that it's not static. That value can be maximized every every single day. Now I can go off on you know this. Uh, this could be the full topic of the presentation, but I, there's obviously other things we need to get to. Um, but what I'll what I'll do is I'm going to give you an example of how I treat myself as an asset, uh, and then some of the things that I do. Then I'm going to give you uh, one or two examples of uh, of what you could do. Uh, so the first uh, the first thing you know for me it's obviously it comes down to education. But even before that, it's it's out, outside perspective of what I'm doing. So one of the biggest investments I make each year is uh, is in coaches, okay, business coaches specifically who help me understand uh, organization and uh, hierarchy. They help me understand what posi uh, people belong in the right positions uh, based on their strengths and based on their weaknesses as well. I learn how to hire right. I learn how to fire the right way. You learn, you know, so much as you're a business owner. Uh, that you know, people are essentially what makes or breaks the business, and so the coaches have been really instrumental in you know helping me to discover what some of my weaknesses are and how I can delegate, what my 
my strengths are and how I can focus, uh, but also the team I build around me. But they also help with marketing. They help with uh, maybe some of your blind spots when it comes to you know your bookkeeping or your financial management, etc. So coaches, whether it's a business, real estate, uh, or personal, okay? Everybody should have one. Everyone should have a mentor, someone to look to that has done that, that has been there, uh, and has proven it, and now can essentially mentor, coach, uh, and in- inspire you. So that's a huge, huge investment to maximize who you are. And I've had multiple coaches. Uh, these ones have been recent. I had one previously that I kind of grew out of, uh, one previous to that that I grew out of. So I think, you know, you as a coach, or you as a, a coachee, or person that's being coached, you, you get to a point where, you know, maybe the information, you learned everything that you could from that person. That's why it's also important to understand who the coaches of your coaches are. Okay, just to make sure that they're always progressing. All right, looking at uh, the next thing, I, I think it's, you know, uh, education. Okay, so I listen to uh, tons of podcasts, watch tons of videos, audiobooks. I mean, always reading, always listening to something. But I think what you're trying to do in the end is really identify why you're doing it. And I do it for two reasons. Number one, um, ideas uh, are fascinating, okay? Things that didn't exist in your mind that are new. How do you put yourself in the environment where you have those ideas? You have to stretch yourself, right? You have to, uh, you know, read read books that are outside the norm. You have to, uh, you know, uh, meditate. You can you know, be in certain environments where you are receiving new information and inspires a new thought, inspires a new ideas. But I think education itself creates connections in your brain that were not there previously. And it expands so that, you know, when you are, you know, in a meditative state, you are brainstorming, those ideas uh, will, will resonate. And uh, so education is, is huge for me for that purpose. But it's also inspiration. Uh, you know, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, it is, it's not, it's not easy. This whole event that's being put on, it, 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 I mean, if you could just see a tenth of what goes on behind the scenes, it is, it's stressful. It's stretching. Um, it's, it's very difficult sometimes. So being inspired, being motivated is so important because every single day you could have that spark of uh, motivation or that spark of energy that can totally transform your day because we all know what the day looks like if we're not doing that. Okay. So education, uh, education is huge. Uh, also events, um, getting outside of your comfort zone, Okay, going to events uh, like you know, like a real estate guys uh, summit, or they have a syndication event. You go to uh, the a Tony Robbins event, a Blair Singer event, or a Rich Dad event. I mean, these are events where you're outside of your norm. You're expanding your network. You're maximizing you. But this is also important because you're doing something else. Okay, and this is what uh, Jeff Woods Woods talked about: uh, is your network. Okay, your network is huge. Okay, the connections that you have, uh, the people that you know uh, that are different than you, that do something different than you, and, and the ability to exchange with them is profound. Okay, so this is one of the best ways to start really understanding uh, how to maximize the, the number one asset. Uh, so let me uh, give another, another example or another, uh, I'll go off on a, a little bit of a, of a tangent, okay, which is really knowing more about you. Okay, so how do you do that? Uh, this is this has been big for me because I've learned a lot of what I shouldn't do by the you know the hard way by by failing and I fail all all the time. So I would say the first thing is really to discover uh, who who you are, what your strengths are, what your what are your natural ability uh, natural abilities. Excuse me, what are um, you know some of those innate things that have always been there that you you know you just haven't identified. Okay, so there are a couple of uh, tests out there that are free. They're short, but they're highly revealing. Okay, the first one is called uh, 16 Personalities. I believe that one is free. Uh, the next one is Strengths Finder. 
Strengths Finder. Uh, and then there's another one uh, called Colby. Okay, there's another one called Disk. Okay, there's there's there are a lot that are out there. Uh, but I mean, and I'm not sure which one would apply to you. I mean, they could all apply to you. You don't want to just go out and take a bunch of tests. But the purpose in really doing this is to identify, okay, who, what's your strength? Um, what, you know, should you fo try to focus all of your time on? Because that's where you're going to create the most amount of value. Okay, so I would say that's a first step right here. So we'll just do kind of step one. Okay, because if you, you know, have maybe you still are influenced by the crowd and they tell you, oh, you should do this and you should do that. Okay, this right here is going to really create a separation. Okay, it's going to create a separation and say, this is where you should focus. Okay, you could be a meticulous engineer type of brain, but you're in marketing and you're in creative design. Obviously, if, you know, this, this points you down, you know, certain paths, uh, you know, Taking that action, you're always gonna, you know, wind up against a brick wall if you if you don't. Or you're in a management position, but you should really be in a different type of team position. Uh, you, anyway. My point is, this is gonna help kind of refine what role you should take in whatever venture you're a part of, which helps you realize the team members you're gonna have to have on your team in order to orchestrate success. Okay, so looking at you know these tests is just one of those things that you uh, you can do. So let's get into uh, a quick example because I'm I'm already. Uh, Running quick on on time. All right, so let's uh, let's use an example that I think would be helpful because uh, I'm just going to use a regular employee. Now, why is it helpful? Well, either you are an employee or you uh, have employees. But in the end, I think we're all employees because an employee is somebody that's beholden to somebody else. Uh, a business owner is beholden to their their patrons or their customers. Okay, so understanding an employee, that's where the majority of the workforce is. So let's more let's more focus focus on that. But I think a business owner, a real estate investor, anybody can take what I'm about to share with you and apply it to them to themselves. Okay, so as far as an employee is concerned, how do you treat yourself as an asset? Okay, you were hired for a specific reason because the business owner said, you could provide value to me and I will pay you for it and I'm gonna make more money than what I'm paying you. That's essentially what that relationship looks like. But one of the key things in there is value. Okay, they value you because you provide something to them. That is key because there's no and there's no finite amount of value out there. So if you're an employee, you're out of business, you know, and, and you're just kind of going up the ladder or gaining experience, et cetera, okay, what can you do to build your wealth, to maximize this number one asset? Okay, number one, I already shared with you. Step number one, there you go. Okay, step number two, okay, is look for challenges, challenges and problems challenges and problems, okay? All businesses have them. They're all over the place, okay? I have them all over the place. So challenges and problems, solutions will create value for the company, okay? So looking at uh, an example, let's say that you are in, let's say that you're in sales, okay? You have a sales position. You're selling selling something. You're in business development or, or whatever, okay? You're selling something for the benefit of the company, but also you're benefiting the customer because they're going to pay for it. So let's say that there's a challenge with the sales team. Uh, they are, you know, they had a bad couple couple of months. Morale is down. The energy is down. Okay, so one of the things you could do to maybe make an investment is, you know, let's say you paid for. Um, I'm going to scroll down here a little bit. Uh, let's say you paid for a uh, a Tony Robbins like three day 
three-day event, okay? And you went there and you learned about, you know, uh, uh, energy and influence and being a positive influence and peak state and a lot of other stuff that you learn at Tony Robbins events, okay? And then, you know, let's say you also tag team that with uh, Grant Cardone, so Grant Cardone, uh, his his course on on sales, and he has a no, he has a number of them. Okay, those two things right there gave you energy, gave you motivation, it also gave you practical things that you could do to potentially help your sales team. Okay, so that's step number two. Okay, step number three. Step number three. Okay, is you created a little uh, either mastermind group. Okay, so mastermind, or it could be a breakfast club or something like that, where you got the group together and you taught them. And you are fulfilled by teaching them because that's what some of these tests told you your strength was. Okay, that you love to teach and share and, and you're extroverted and you should be in that environment and have the ability to exercise that strength. Okay, so a mastermind or a breakfast club where you shared some of the things from Grant Cardone, shared some of the things from Tony Robbins. And lo and behold, the sales team energy shifts. Uh, they're motivated, they're listening, they're inspired, and what happens to the business, okay? The business has growth. It has, so, so here you've created value. Now the rest, the reciprocation, the reciprocity, who knows what is gonna happen? Nothing could happen, okay? But in the end, let's see you know, a potential return on investment, okay? So let's say that you know, Tony Robbins' course cost you $5,000, okay? So $5,000. And through this all, your boss was like, man, we just, quintupled sales and we had our best month ever ever um, I'm gonna give you you know a bonus of, of fifteen thousand dollars okay okay or a raise or make you the sales manager or make you a motivational I mean give you another position whatever the case may be you provided value you got reciprocation and you have a return to show for it okay so let's say that that return is 300 percent where else are you gonna get that type of return that you have almost full control over? And not only did you create that rate of return, but you also improved your asset permanently, okay? You learned more, you became more inspired, you discovered more about yourself, and now you're gonna be able to make more money. Okay, so that's just one example. You know, marketing is a big thing that I was gonna share, but I have, I'm not gonna have much time. Uh, but marketing, if you're a business owner, or you're a real estate investor, you're a networker, you're whoever, marketing skills, uh, are a must. It's the lifeblood of any any business. Believe me. So that investment could be huge. Now, if it's if behooves you, if if uh, oops, if you are you know if, if you discover that this is your forte, you're you're creative and you like to inspire and you like to get people to make decisions. Okay. Now you look at your business. Uh, unless you are a business owner, you can inject money into your number one asset by taking a course. Uh, like a Mike Dillard course or a, a Ryan Dice course, a digital marketer, um, or uh, Russell Brunson. I mean, there's a lot of these, marketing these days is fascinating. The tools that are coming out, the ability to be online, the ability to expose yourself online in a good way, of course. You know, it, it helps drive, drive traffic, drives influence. Uh, tonight we have uh, you know, over 10,000 people that are, are participating. Okay, I'm gonna scroll down here to get into number two. But that's all because of marketing. I don't know, I don't know all these people, but looking at what we are able to do with marketing these days, especially social media marketing, it is profound. What can that do to your business? What can it do to your real estate? Uh, what can it do to uh, your, uh, your other investments, okay? Uh, even you as a, an employee, 
Okay, LinkedIn is, is a powerful tool these days where you can create value online and, and you maybe get headhunted. So my point is, this should always be the number one asset. All wealth is gonna flow through it. If you're not investing in your, your asset every single year, every single month, okay, then I would, I would say that a lot of your investing is, uh, is based more on, on risk and trusting others than it is really understanding who you are. Okay, so now let's kind of get into this, uh, this second part. Okay, so you're building wealth. Let me scroll back up. Okay, here's, here's step number one, asset number one. Okay, and you're building wealth. Let me scroll down. Okay, building more wealth. Okay, it could be through this, could be through something else. Okay, and then we'll come to uh, asset number two. Okay, so asset number two is what I explained in the beginning, which is the perpetual wealth strategy. Best way to explain that is uh, by showing you what it, re, uh, what it replaces. So let me just scroll down here. Okay, so it is, yeah, it's essentially, so it's, what we do, this is Paradigm Life Services, these are our financial products, but they basically replace where you're putting this money right now. So you earn, you know, you, you invested 5,000 uh, and then you made 15,000, okay? Where, where do most people put that, that money? Well, that's easy. So let's do the first, which is uh, a bank, and then we'll do the second, which is uh, Wall Street. Okay, so bank is first, and then Wall Street is second. Whoops, let's go ahead and do this and erase that guy. Okay, so and I'll put in here Wall Street so you guys can know what that means. So Wall Street. Okay, so bank and Wall Street, you put money there, it's, you know, this is your savings, it's your excess uh, money that you're making, it's money you don't have to, to live off of. Okay, so basically if you look at banks, you, you have issues with banks, you have issues with Wall Street. I don't need to beat a dead horse because, you know, our whole theme is that the world's changing and getting outside of kind of those normal channels of uh, what society has told you, where you should put your money. Okay, getting outside of that is really what this conference is, is about uh, because of what I'm about to share here. And I'm not going to get into a ton of details here, but the e-learning course that I'll give you guys in, uh, in just a second, that will... Uh, that will give you more information if you want to look at, you know, my perspective on banks and, and Wall Street. And we have tons of videos and tutorials that go in and kind of, you know, pick apart how funds are managed and how uh, rates of return work and fees and so forth. And you'll see that it's not what society is telling you it is. Okay, but I'm just going to summarize summarize here. All right. So uh, so basically with with banks and Wall Street, you do not have much control. Okay, with banks, I guess you have more because it's liquid. But at the same time, you're not earning any interest. Okay, so for banks, you can put here, you know, low interest, if not zero interest, plus you have fees associated with literally everything you do. You have everything questioned. If you go in and try to withdraw more than, you know, $3,000 in cash, it's like you've committed a crime. Okay, so looking at banks, it's in, in becoming increasingly difficult to do business with them on one hand. On the other hand, it's good. I mean, there's convenience, there's, uh, you know, merchant accounts, there's credit cards, there's there's points and so forth. I'm not saying that you know we completely replace them, but from a wealth building standpoint, we definitely do. Okay, so decrease control. So same thing with Wall Street. When you put your money with them, it does one thing. It goes into a mutual fund, it goes into a stock, it goes you know somewhere like that where it's invested by somebody else. You have no control over what's really going on. Um, and then I'll, and, and you may have some, you may have studied it, and I'm not really disputing education as it relates to uh, using the stock market. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Wall Street, which are investment banks or essentially people investing the money for you. Okay, so uh, this is, so you decrease control, decrease uh, liquidity, 
okay? And then decreased returns and risk. All right, and even with banks, you may think, oh, FDIC insured, uh, but even banks have uh, a certain degree of risk because of how much they are leveraged. I'm not gonna get into that tonight, but I think most of us and most of you could agree could agree with that. All right, so is there an alternative? There is an alternative, and that's what uh, Paradigm Life does. I'm gonna try to make it as simple as possible, and I essentially just show you as a replacement of Wall Street and banks and then how it relates to you as a wealth builder and then you as an investor, okay? So as we said before, you know, mo all money is gonna flow through you. Whoops. So money is gonna flow through you. Okay, that is number one. And then it's gonna flow, as I said, to uh, the perpetual wealth strategy. So perpetual wealth strategy. Okay, and this is asset number two. So as wealth flows in, Obviously, as a comparison and as a replacement, you want to look at the level of uh, control that you have. Okay, so you have control. Okay, you have liquidity, and then you are able to decrease risk, but also you're able to have a uh, higher return. Okay, the return of what I'm about to explain to you uh, has outperformed uh, stock market since uh, for about 100 years now, okay, when you consider volatility, fees, taxes, and so forth. Okay, so the perpetual wealth strategy is, uh, it's basically a uniquely designed way to put your money into uh, an insurance company. Okay, so perpetual wealth strategy, instead of investing money on Wall Street, you put money into an insurance company. And these insurance companies are unique, uh, they are private, and also referred to as mutual, private and mutual. Okay, so uh, looking at you know, storing your wealth in this location, essentially it's done through a unique insurance uh, contract. So insurance contract. Okay, and this insurance contract basically will give you benefits that are superior to uh, banks and Wall Street. So let me go through those quickly. Uh, the first benefit, all right, so again, this is the insurance contract. So benefit, okay, number one is that you uh, have your money private. Now inside of a bank, you may think your money is private, uh, it's actually not through asset searches and so forth. Uh, you know, if you're ever sued or you ever fail to pay your taxes, then that money can be searched and subsequently uh, garnished or retrieved. Okay, this allows basically privacy of your wealth. It's a private contract between you and an insurance company. It's not part of public record. Okay, second thing is you will earn uh, a dividend. Okay. Uh, and you can put in their interest as well. Uh, this is because you become an owner in the company when you start to put your money with them. Okay, and this, uh, this, these dividends, this interest has been paid out uh, over the course of the last over 100 years in some cases, depending on the insurance company, uh, and they've never failed to do it. So looking at uh, that benefit, that of course is why uh, it outperforms you know, stock market investments as you look at the averages over the course of uh, that long period of time. Uh, and then third, we'll put in there, and there's a lot of other benefits, uh, but third is it's uh, tax-free. Okay, so these are just some of the benefits associated with putting money into this contract, housing your wealth there. Now, the big thing that I wanna talk about is these two things, which is 
uh, control and liquidity. And this is really what separates this type of financial vehicle uh, apart from others and really why it's so profound when it comes to uh, investing as well as owning a business. Because although your money is inside of this contract, it's earning interest, it's private, it's tax-free, okay, it also comes with a unique feature that allows it, it to become what we call uh, the and asset, where you're not choosing between investing in a business and investing uh, in real estate or investing in uh, you know, a, a, the stock market or, or investing in yourself and investing in this. Okay, allows you to do this plus anything else. And that's where we're gonna get to the third asset, which will be in just a moment. So as you put money into, again, you start here, you build wealth, that's step number one. Uh, you're you know, doing it through your job, you're doing it through raising capital, okay? Profits, wealth building, money you're putting aside to invest in the future, okay? It goes into the perpetual wealth strategy, goes into this uh, uniquely designed insurance contract with a private mutual company, as opposed to a bank or Wall Street. Then, looking at what the insurance company does, and this is what makes it really unique, as your money goes in, okay, we're gonna put insurance company. Okay, you essentially have your uh, cash account. So cash, okay, and let's say, you know, we'll use an example here. Let's say that you have amassed uh, $250,000, and this is money that would have been in the stock market, it's money that would have been in your bank account, it's money that would have been in your 401k or your IRA, now is inside of this account. Now, all things being equal, if it was in those vehicles, essentially what those vehicles were doing would be the only benefit to having the money there. Earning interest, earning a dividend, uh, earning a, a small rate of return if it's inside of a, a bank account. Okay, but now, what the insurance company does is they say, because you have $250,000 there, we will give you a, uh, a loan. So I'll put in here loan capacity. So they will give you a loan up to 100%, so $250,000, they will give you a loan up to $250,000 uh, for, for anything. Okay, and I'm not gonna get into a ton of the details tonight, but I'll get into a few. The first one is that this is a this is a guarantee. When you sign up for these accounts, they guarantee that regardless of your credit, your employment situation, et cetera, et cetera, the purpose of the loan, that you will receive a loan. Uh, the second benefit is that there is uh, less than market rates. Okay, and then the third is basically flexible loan terms. So terms are essentially the payments that you have to make. Okay, it's an interest-only loan with the ability to defer. Now, again, I'm gonna talk, all of these, there's probably a ton of questions going through your mind, and I'm going really fast, uh, but that's why at the end of this presentation, I'm gonna give you uh, free access to a brand new e-learning program that we have that will walk you through all the details of what I'm talking about tonight. Okay, so these flexible loan terms, as I said, doesn't show up on credit, uh, actually, I didn't say that, uh, but it doesn't. The, these uh, loans do not show up like a credit card would or a car loan or a business loan or a real estate loan, okay? Uh, these loans are just as private as the account that I just discussed, okay? So when it comes to uh, loan terms, 
They don't require any monthly payments, quarterly payments. Every year they will bill you for interest, but you have the option of deferring that as long as there's enough money in your cash account uh, to cover that. They'll never have an, a, a bigger loan than what uh, the uh, accumulating cash value is or cash account is. Okay, so this is essentially the perpetual wealth strategy where your money in here is, uh, is growing and then you can use this $250,000 for literally anything. So let's say that you buy uh, a, piece of, a piece of real estate, okay? Or you put money into your business, okay? Really anything, actually I'm gonna move this over so I don't get X out of the picture, okay? Or uh, business. So it is, it's significant. It is basically how I run my entire financial life. Uh, but it's also what we've taught thousands and thousands of clients to do. It's a powerful strategy, not because of the actual characteristics itself, but it's a powerful strategy because of how it keeps you organized and it keeps you disciplined for what that end result is. Uh, and our, a lot of our consultations and strategy sessions that we have with clients uh, allow for that allow for you to be educated on how all of that works. Okay, so this is uh, the last thing we'll talk about and then uh, I should be pretty much done and my good friend Jason Hartman is, uh, is up next. Okay, so asset number three, okay, which is using, actually let's do a little review just so you're all following here. So asset number one, which is you creating value in your business as an individual and so forth, uh, and then taking that excess wealth and putting it into asset number two, okay, which is the perpetual wealth strategy, and then you get to asset number three. Now, looking at these, the asset number three, you're hearing about all sorts of asset number threes tonight, okay, but, uh, and I hope Russ doesn't mind me talking about this, but uh, Russell Gray, who spoke with Sean earlier today, is going to be speaking tomorrow. Uh, Russ wrote a book called Real Asset Investing. And I'm going to see if I can get his permission to put that up on uh, his portal, but I'll put it on my portal as, as well, my, uh, my virtual booth. Okay, so real asset investing is powerful. It really talks about the characteristics of what a real asset is. An asset that, regardless of the currency, uh, it's an asset, it's valued, people will value it. Uh, also, you know, how it is an asset, the income that it produces. So looking at really the definition of an asset, and I'm sure uh, Robert will, will at least allude to this, uh, but if he doesn't, then read any of his books and it's, and it's all there. But real assets come from uh, income, okay? And so looking at income, that is a powerful characteristic of assets that I look at. Uh, and also as it comes, uh, as it pertains to where the money is going to come from, because if it comes from the perpetual wealth strategy, then you are borrowing from the insurance company to invest inside of a real asset. Okay, so real asset investing is a great way that it's a great book and resource that explains exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and you know what, I'll put in there my other good friend who's right on after, uh, Jason Hartman. Jason has something called the 10 Commandments. 10 Commandments of Investing, okay? And that also really defines what type of assets these, uh, these are. So looking at real asset investing, it's essentially putting your money to work so that 
uh, you know, especially through the wealth, the perpetual wealth strategy, so that your uh, your money is uh, your money is you know, doing what it's doing there. It's earning interest. It's earning it tax free. It's private. It's growing. It's compounding over time. But it also allows you to borrow against that account and use it for your real estate. Use it for your business. Use it to enhance your wealth. And as you do that through these investments that you've been learning about, okay, the the idea isn't necessarily to live off of that money. The idea is to use that cash flow, use the returns to create the velocity of money. Okay, and that's really where you will take you know these real these real assets and the subsequent cash flow. Okay, so we'll take the subsequent cash flow. Okay, and that will go back to the perpetual wealth strategy by paying down the loan and then reaccessing it to do it again. Okay, so it's kind of this cyclical, cyclical wheel, if you will. Okay, so it starts with you, you create wealth and it goes to the perpetual wealth strategy. Okay, you use that loan provision. Okay, and also the interest that it's earning, because the more you accrue in there, the more you can borrow against. Okay, you use that for real assets, real assets. Okay, and you also come back and invest in you. Uh, but those real assets, the cash flow essentially will go back to uh, the perpetual wealth strategy. Okay, so this is in how I, you know, in my crazy mind, how I would uh, look at the velocity of money, where you're, you know, really creating an asset. Uh, in you that's making more money. You're also uh, earning interest, earning dividends, protecting and privatizing your wealth. You're also investing in uh, other assets once you've tapped out you as the asset. And now your other assets are generating more wealth and generating cash flow. Uh, and that goes right back to the same system. And you just repeat over and over again. Okay, so I'm almost out of time. Let me just make sure that I'm not uh, uh, missing anything. Okay, I think I've covered everything that I wanted to, but I hope you guys found value in, in this. Uh, this is something that, you know, I could go off and talk about details on every single one of these, but the broad brush, I think that the, the triage of all three of these assets, and really if you master them, it's, it's what I have seen as uh, the catalyst to build wealth amongst uh, hundreds and hundreds of clients that I have personally, but the thousands of people that we've worked with here. Uh, we have, uh, leaders and, and heads of huge businesses. I mean, I'm not, I don't have their permission to, to say it, but um, you know, Fortune uh, 10 companies, Fortune 50 companies, Fortune 100 companies, uh, executives that have used a lot of these strategies. You go back, um, you know, throughout time, and there's all sorts of evidence of the exact same thing. And and I'm talking more about the perpetual wealth strategy than I am about you know real estate investing because everybody you know most people know that real estate is an asset and that it does uh, produce income and produce wealth. But this is really an orchestration of not just it, but also uh, maximizing you and maximizing the perpetual wealth strategy. So looking at really the the fortunate opportunity I have to witness this over and over again, that is why I'm talking about it tonight. It's because if you do focus on just these three assets, you set goals every single year. This is what's going Going to really accelerate your wealth and accelerate uh, your momentum toward financial independence. So, um, so I'm going to cut back over. I'm going to uh, kind of exit this and kind of give you guys um, some of the resources on my uh, on my little flip chart, and then that's uh, that should be it. But I'll also put some contact information in there too if you uh, want to learn more about me, about my team, and what uh, and what we do. So I'm going to go back over. 
Uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this summit. It is such a, a crazy thing to, to put on, but I love doing it because of the response that we get, because we're able to really help individuals be inspired and find solutions and really you know, get the, the, the kick in the pants to get to the next level with, uh, with wealth. So thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the summit. And don't forget Jason Hartman's up next, but that's it uh, for me. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Brennan. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys for a second about Pat's presentation. As you can tell, he's uh, he's really passionate about educated education and getting people educated and excited about what he's talking about. So I just wanted to share with you guys that uh, the sh- in the show notes, we're going to include uh, links to the resources that he talked about during his presentation. So you guys can check those out. Also, if you just want to learn more about uh, Pat's work and watch some more videos, you can go to our website and register for a free account. We have an awesome e-learning program called Infinite 101. It's totally free. So if you just go there, click on the blue button on the top right corner, you can get your account there. And uh, I think that's all we've got for this week. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show your gold standard in everything financial.